What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 37 of Playconomics Podcast. We're breaking down the business behind your favorite video games and providing you with that sweet, sweet financial context. I'm one of your hosts, Bobby Quick, and joined with me today, the backwards hat wearing. You know it. Hoodie rocking. Bright live. It's broadcasting so live from the surface of the goddamn sun it's if so you're watching bright. on youtube matt mascari what's going on my guy how you well, been you know i'm sitting in the office realizing that i must have a west facing window <laughs> in this room because uh i'm getting 100 direct all natural 100 sunlight and it's beautiful however it's making this podcast very difficult to uh film yeah, we're recording in the afternoon because uh, we usually record at night. We're also recording on a weekend again. We're all over the goddamn. We're all over the map, Matt. Yes. Okay, and yet we persist. I'm going through some no. fraught personal experiences, and we are here. Yes, I'm going live. through less, less of those things. But I am currently working two jobs right now mm-hmm. at the same place. Good. Doing two roles and I'm stressed because I'm working like twelve hour days and it's. Just- but Matt, we're too blessed to be stressed. Yes. So why don't you tell me what you've been playing, buddy? So up until physically this morning, not a damn thing. Good. Uh, so that wasn't very good for a podcast about video games. So this morning on Saturday, I decided to wake up at six a.m. and play pro gamer time four hours. <laughs> It's gamer time, you know? It's fucking gamer time. While Sarah was sleeping, happily, on a weekend, I decided that I was going to wake up at 6 a.m., play some Elden Ring, and I got down two bosses. Attaboy. How far are you, Matt? So I just took down... um, Did you get to Altus Plateau yet? I did. I did, but then I went on my trip, and I haven't been playing. But I was playing stuff. In the air, nice. a air, air, a air, as the kids say. So I don't even think I'm halfway. Still, I'm level like one ten, and I just be. First of all, I would like to discuss how disrespectful this game is because not only did they make Margit really, really difficult for a first boss, and he tormented me for like at least fifty attempts. Mm-hmm. We remember. You then have to fight him mm-hmm. two more times. We know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm well. walking my beautiful torrent through the battlefield and smack and I'm running up on this unsuspecting, like withered, tarnished, and I hear Margaret's voice, and I'm just like, Aren't you dead? And it turns into Margaret. And so I get absolutely destroyed once or twice, maybe three times. Uh, But now that I'm prepared, I'm like, I'm good. Minute. I fight Godfrey, the first Elden Lord, as like holy form. And then boom. You fight Morgoth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he beat me a couple times. And then I realized that I might need to level up a little bit because I was only at 22 vigor. 
Mm, I'm noticing that in the end game, vigor's a lot more important than it would appear for any build. It doesn't matter. Vigor's important. Because you get hit. And I realized that I just needed more, so I got... Now I'm at, like, 35. And okay. he, he fell pretty quick after that. Had a boy. I haven't played Elden Ring. Play. I've been busy, and maybe I'll get back to Elden Ring, maybe even tonight, and uh, really dial in where the hell I'm supposed to go, because I went past the plateau, I held up the thing, I have the two things, and I took the elevator up, and I'm in the yeah. capital, and I haven't seen anything you've said. So. Oh, I do you know why? Why? Because did you get to... When you get to like the gates of the capital, all the way deep inside, you have to fight like two almost crucible knight e characters, and you get to a gate and it says that you're not worthy. You literally have to walk up a tree branch to get to where I'm talking about. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna dick around with that a little bit. But what I have been playing is mm -hmm. on two two flights. Matt, I tried. I tried. I Did tried. you really? I got the demo. I booted it up, and immediately, within 10 minutes, I was like, this yeah. is not for me. I appreciate what they're doing. It's Shut such, it off. It's such a long 10 minutes. <laughs> Delete. We'll never get back to it. Not happening. And then I said, what could I play? Should I do the boss rush in Metroid Dread? Maybe, perhaps, possibly. Should I do, I don't know, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus? I have forgot about that game. Delete. Mm -hmm. Legends Arceus, that's never coming back. He's out of here. Flipping through. And I said, Nintendo Switch Online. Now, I don't have the N64, because I was like, maybe I'll, I'll dick around, I'll play uh, Ocarina of Time. And then I said, no, I have to pay for it. So then I slipped into a warm bath of nostalgia unbutton my shirt <sighs> and you played and no god forbid legend of zelda link to the past and Good. matt let Good me tell game. you all these years later link to the past came out what 95 link yep. to the past release date wait didn't they 91 make a remake 91 no, that, that, the Link's Awakening was remaining. November 21st, 1991. My God, how this game holds up is it's fucking... It's so good. The, just the art style, the everything. Link to the Past is the best Zelda game. And I include Breath of the Wild in that. I'm going to tell you so Breath many reasons why you're wrong. And I'm going to... Before you do, let me finish. Go ahead. Breath of the Wild came out in a post-Skyrim world. And you see a lot of Skyrim in Breath of the Wild, right? Link to the Past is the most pure Zelda experience, I would say, between the not holding your hand, the dungeons, the map, the characters, the art, the music. Link to the Past is not only my favorite Zelda game, but I would argue the best Zelda game. I will give you your... I don't agree with your point of Breath of the Wild, but let's move that aside. Like, not Breath of the Wild withstanding. There is Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker are both better than A Link to the Past. 
I'll, I, I'll, I'll entertain Wind Waker. I refuse. I think everybody with the Ocarina of Time shit, like, you're all... When was the last time you played Ocarina of Time? Uh, the original or the 3D one? Any one of them. When was the last time you went hands-on with Ocarina of Time? A couple years ago. Okay. I assure you, in the time since then, it's aged even worse than it aged in the time since it came out to the last time you played. Ocarina of Time is not this timeless masterpiece. It came out in this weird... Uh, in between unsure of itself graphics time between totally 2d and passable 3d ocarina of time is very clunky uh, no i'm not you are taking this from a lens of somebody that cares about any of that i'm taking it personally matt i'm taking yeah. it borderline as an affront to my family and like you can say all of the like clunkiness and the were they did they want to make a 3D game but really didn't have the tech yet kind of thing but it's still better like it still feels better to play a game like that than link to the past in my opinion agree to disagree yeah but that's, that's what fair. i played going and coming had a had a great time with link to the past never going to touch it again for like another 2 years but i had a, we had a nice little little you know uh you, you had a decent Actually, you didn't have a decent flight. It was only like an hour and a half each way. Was did, Were you able to like finish it? No, like how, no. How deep did you get? Uh, Four dungeons in. Because I'm pretty well versed at Link to the Past. But like, yeah. if you want to play it and play it well, like there's knowing what to do. There's knowing the dungeon order Link to the Past is one thing. There's knowing the dungeon order with the optimal side items around like getting the bird flute getting the blue tunic and like shit like that where it's like unless you're really like a savant for it you need a guide right like just as a breakdown of do this then this then this then this i had a lot of fun with it though so probably back to elden ring now we'll see but matt let's jump into article number one because while this week was quite tumultuous for me what a what a uh i'm gonna move topic number two to topic number one because we just have to talk about it because yes okay at this point matt i am convinced that i'm some sort of third dimensional otherworldly being all right before we get into this i want you to know how i framed this section of the episode Mm -hmm. and these two things are obviously old franchises that are coming back in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. the last part of this conversation is going to be about something that seems completely off topic but it's another way that you have predicted back from the future yeah and i I just wanted to call out at the end of this segment how many times either me or you have have just gotten right on the money major major game Game, industry game game industry thing right that is why you should listen to this podcast watch this podcast subscribe like whatever you need to do because me and bobby literally know the future right so topic number one remedy and rockstar games announce max Payne one and two remake for pc ps5 
and Xbox Series X. Reading now from Matt Kim over at IGM, Remedy and Rockstar Games have announced they will be remaking Max Payne and Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. In a surprise announcement, Remedy will work together with Rockstar on a new publishing agreement to remake the first two Max Payne games for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. Remedy will handle development while Rockstar will finance the project, which will be in line with a typical Remedy AAA production game. The Max Payne remakes will also be developed by Remedy's Northlight game engine, the same uh, engine used to develop Control and the upcoming Alan Wake 2. Okay? And I'll, I'll leave it there because that's that, that's really all you need to know, right? There, there's some marketing jargon. Max Payne has been special to us, but that's something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It's been special to you. Nobody on the goddamn internet was talking about Max Payne other than me six weeks ago. I brought it up like six weeks ago, I want to say. You timestamp me in the episode, but like about six weeks ago, I, I started talking about, man, you know, it was great, Max Payne 3. Man, I would totally love uh, Max Payne 3 on black, backwards compatibility. Oh, you know what would be cool if they brought back? Max Payne. And what have they done, Matt? Rockstar, <laughs> I know you're listening at this point. I know you're listening. I was going to say, it seems like we don't the have line a lot of is open. <laughs> We don't have a lot of casual fans. It's just, you know, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, Remedy. Right. Yeah, like, can you imagine? Podcast. Like, can you imagine, like, Sam Lake, who's the head at Remedy? He's over there and he's just doing his Remedy stuff. They're working on Alan Wake 2. And all of a sudden, like, a, some sweaty intern kicks the door up and goes, Sir, you've got to hear this. And he goes, What's going on, son? The people want Max Payne. And then he just looks up from his desk and goes, Mother of God. <laughs> we got it. Um, I'm so excited. I cannot get the smile off my face because, number one, Max Payne 1 and 2 have, you know, like, like there's that thing when you're buying a house. They're like, oh, it's got good bones. The house has got good bones, right? Like, Max Payne one and two have good bones it's got good gameplay translated well to max Payne three it's got a good story and tone and motif we saw that as well but the, but it just doesn't look very good it plays a little clunky right so if they're remaking max Payne in the control engine which i love control you know that i'm a huge advocate for that game if you've never played control do not sleep on that game you're just ripping concrete and throw like that game plays phenomenally Okay, now you want to give me that engine and put it into a game where at at will I can just do slow mo do slow mo. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot wait. I saw like I saw, and obviously you were on vacation, so I was monitoring all the social medias and everything this week. And I'm looking, and I see it, and I'm like, did I? Yeah, you I texted me on- about it before I saw it. I was like, is it April 1st? Or are we just that good of a podcast? It was one or the other. And I'm like, Matt, it's Tuesday. It is not April 1st. You and Bobby just are the number one gaming podcast in the world. At predicting the argue. future in the world. Um, 
so so a couple things broad strokes things here number one i've said it before max Payne is a slept on character he is the progenitor sad dad brooding smoking mean anti-hero in video games like him and like solid snake right can't wait to see how it looks it's in capable hands and like yes Give me the more of this. Like, oh, you know, I, I saw the discourse on Twitter was like, oh, make new stuff. Make why, why can't you just make new stuff? And I'm like, shut up. Honestly, this is bad argument. I'm cool with them remaking things. I'm cool with them remaking things that need a remake, right? For example, there's all this scuttlebutt right now in the games industry where they're like, oh, uh, they're gonna remake last of us one right you do not need to remake last of us one last of us one came out eight years ago and if you have a ps4 the remaster version plays phenomenally max Payne one came out i think in 2000 2000 or 2001 there's right. a 20 year old game at this point yeah. right there's def- there's definitely differences like i don't agree that skyrim should have had as many iterations as it did but if they hadn't done any of that and when they announced Elder Scrolls 6 threw another Skyrim at me, I'm here for it. I love this. I'm all about it. But, Matt, the uh, game announcements this week didn't stop there. No, they didn't. An old classic. Another one. Another one. Another one. Another Um, one. We've got... Crystal Dynamics announces the next Tomb Raider built in Unreal Engine 5. Details on the game are sparse beyond its Unreal Engine 5 facelift. And uh, that the head, the game will be headed up rather by Jeff Ross of fame uh, Sony from Days Gone. He was the director of Days Gone, left Sony Bend. It's a whole big hoopla around that. And now he is doing the Crystal Dynamics next Tomb Raider game. Now, cool. I have no problem with this new version of uh, Lara Croft. Uh, have you played the new, the most recent uh, run of Tomb Raider games? It was like Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, where it's like more grounded Lara Croft. Have, are you familiar with those? No, the only ones I've played were the really, really, really old ones. The triangle boob ones? Mm-hmm. Okay, classic. Um, they're great. I would say that it's funny because... For the longest time, Uncharted was the answer to Tomb Raider. Yep. And then they rebooted Tomb Raider, and I think took it in a little bit more of a serious uh, direction, I would say, than Uncharted. Uncharted is a little more Michael Bay, big-budget action, whereas the new Tomb Raiders were a little more grounded, right? Like, you're still doing supernatural cave shit, but, like, they're a little more grounded. Now, that being said, Unreal Engine 5 looks phenomenal, especially in the filmmaking world. If you see what they're doing with the LED walls and stuff like that. Plus, Jeff Ross, director of Days Gone. I like Days Gone. I didn't think it was as... I didn't think Days Gone was as bad or good as anybody said it was. Uh, But I'm curious if this is going to be another re-reboot or if this is going to be continuing with that new uh, kind of version of Lara Croft we have. So... I am also very interested because I hope I kind of hope it's the newer edition of it just because I think it's a cleaner, crisper. And again, I think it like like you were saying, it competes and compares with other games. Mm -hmm. However, the Tomb Raider franchise holds a special place 
for me personally for one very, very specific reason. And I regret not playing the other ones. And now that you mention it, I'm probably going to see if I could download some way to play them between my Xbox computer and Switch. Mm-hmm. Tomb Raider was the first video game on the original PlayStation, I believe. That I don't I know ever... if that's true. That you ever played or that ever came out? No, 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 no. That I ever watched someone play. Like, I see. That okay. was my basic introduction into video games was watching i think it was my older brother play tomb raider i had no ability to play it obviously but it was just so cool Mm -hmm. to see rex yeah to just see this person and what a cool like theme that just all of the action and adventure and i was like you could like you can do that like mm-hmm. it's not like you're just it was your this it was happen. your video game light bulb moment. Oh my god! And like up until then, I think really the only thing I'd ever played was the original Pokemon, and I was so bad at video games that I used to have to put it in the charger while I was playing it at home because I didn't know how to save. So I would have to wait for my brother to come home from like school or soccer or whatever, or probably basketball, but because I did not know how to save and could not figure it out because I didn't know how to use the menu. Press start, scroll yes, down to I, save. Man. I know now, but like imagine somebody with that interaction with video game. I was probably like four. Seeing You're, You were but a wee lad. Yeah. Seeing Tomb Raider on the screen and oh my God, that is where it started. All I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of this. Those are the game announcements, right? Yeah. We, I will continue to predict the goddamn future. Oh, yeah. I've spoken Max Payne into existence. <laughs> I, listen, I challenge anybody on the internet. To, this, these things are timestamped for good and for bad. Oh, yeah. Go back and look at the zeitgeist six weeks ago. I had no idea. This was a goddamn pipe dream about Max Payne. And let me tell you. Let me tell you. For the next couple weeks, I get a call from Sony, and they're like, listen, we bought all of Midway's games. Keep it on the DL. We bought the Midway games. <laughs> We've got the Gran Turismo team. They're making Spy Hunter. Matt, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, buddy. I hope you love it. And to be honest, I love seeing us do good journalism. And predict the future. Yeah, I, don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if predicting the future somehow counts as journalism, but... It is, because how quick of a reporting turnaround is it to report something before it happens? Oh, yeah. That, you know what? You're, you're right. There is a, you can't beat it. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's physically impossible. But continuing along this borderline prophetic sequence of events here let's no. let's go to i'm gonna give this its own topic i'm gonna give because there's a lot to unpack here there's a lot to I'm, build as yeah. one would say oh he said build why did you say build i'll let you know because we're talking legos yeah we are are you doing the topic is that what you're doing or just uh no playing? i just wanted to say lego oh okay yeah again legos for, yeah coming ahead. to us from TechCrunch. big news Fortnite developer Epic Games and Lego partnered to build a metaverse aimed at kids. I told you it would happen. (laughs) 
Reading from the article now, Fortnite developer Epic Games announced today it's partnering with Lego to build a metaverse aimed at kids. The company said they're going to they're going to shape the future of the metaverse and make it safe and fun for children who are building an immersive and digital experience for kids to play in. While the companies did not go into detail about their plans for the virtual world, they outlined three principles that they say will ensure the digital spaces they develop are safe. The two will work together to make children's safety and well-being a priority, to safeguard children's privacy, and equip children and adults with tools to give them control over their digital experience. Quote saying from... Uh, Epic CEO founder Tim Sweeney, the Lego group has captivated the imagination of children and adults through creative play for nearly a century. We're excited to come together to build a space in the metaverse that's fun, entertaining, and made for kids and families. Sweeney had previously said that he sees the metaverse as a kind of online playground where users could play games such as Fortnite and watch movies on Netflix together. I cannot stop being right. My my resume of Bobby is just stacked. Yes. Handsome, funny, rugged, right about every single thing (laughs) I say. Right. Unless you disagree with Nicole. Well, she doesn't listen to the podcast, but that's here or there. (laughs) When it comes to Fortnite and Lego, I've been reading, I read the article. I have a lot to say. Number one, I told you so. Number two, Watch out, Roblox, because, listen, this, uh, okay, to put this a little bit succinctly, the partnership of Epic and Lego should scare Roblox down to its goddamn core. 100%. And should light a fire under Minecraft, the likes of which it has never done before, right? Because at this point, you've got the biggest dog in the space, the biggest, most established brand see this is what i talk about all the time where i say where are the established brands flipping the web 3 switch right yep this is it because man when psvr2 hits and like that's the pitch right psvr2 hits i have my kid has a psvr2 your kid has a psvr2 they're in lego playground together Mm -hmm. physically assembling big legos making the playground and with the amount of licensing deals that is why roblox should be scared man i was gonna say that's as soon as i saw that this was epic the only thing i could think of was like oh cool so every single time we get a new character in fortnite and a new skin to go after it's gonna come with a lego set that you can now put in the metaverse. Digital Lego. Yeah, that's just how they're going to do it. They're like, oh, so we're doing a collaboration with, uh, what's what's the current one? Regardless, Wolverine. Boom, Wolverine in there. You have a Lego skin of Wolverine now. I mean, it slots so perfectly, Matt. Think think about the amount of huge IPs that have been Lego stuff. Obviously, Harry Potter. Obviously... Uh, Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Everything. Park, Marvel, Indiana Jones, DC. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, everything, Lego, Star literally Wars. everything. Right. Speaking of Lego Star Wars, shout out! It's doing great. It's phenomenal. It looks awesome. Back to actual Lego. And listen, the only other company on the planet that I would say has as much brand integration as Lego 
is Fortnite? Like, really take a step back and think about it, right? You, you, if I had to rank brand integrations in terms of who has access to shit like this, it's Lego, really Lego. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite, and then coming in third at like dwindling relevancy is Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's with toys. I don't know. Do kids still give a shit about having I, meal toys? I don't think so. And I don't think they've really done them in a while. Like the big branding ones? Because that was a big yeah. thing growing up. You, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. right? Yeah, because I used to get the, like, I used to go, like, once a week to go get the new, like, steel-plated Pokemon thing. Yeah, I it, I think that was an our generation thing. I don't think that happens as much anymore. Okay, so perfect example yeah. of the two biggest i would say that fortnite and lego themselves are a great bedrock brand they're like a ditto po the, the pokemon ditto yep. where they don't have a, a, a shape to them you know what it is but can easily mold and fit and take on the characteristics of something else that's popular perfectly i love this and this is going to print money matt hold on the sun just went in do you I see the difference i see that oh my god how oh it's so nice that the sun went in however back to lego and epic games another reason i like this is have you ever played fortnite creative mode not creative mode it's the creative mode itself is just awesome and Epic did a really good job with what they did in creative mode for people that enjoy Fortnite, that this collaboration is basically Lego working with a company that 110% understands their ideals. Mm -hmm. They make really fun, simple, not building blocks to playing. And have legendary brand um, tie-ins. It's just, it's almost unfair that the two of these companies teamed up to do something like this. I'm so curious what the response, and not that there needs to be a response, but like, if I'm Roblox, I'm scared. Yeah, because, because the enemy of my enemy are now on the same side, yeah. right? Before, Roblox could keep Fortnite at bay and they could keep Lego at bay because separately, you're, you're playing two different things. You're fighting against a shooter with big tie-in characters and you're fighting against a traditionally brick-and-mortar brand that does the same. You basically took their idea and made it digital. Now yeah. they're taking their product, digitizing it, and partnering with the biggest entertainment platform next to pokemon on the planet Woo, doggy oh it's and it'll be done and we were just talking about this with darren where we were like what is how does gaming get into the metaverse and it's we were discussing how it's a bunch of like new things that are introducing nfts in the metaverse into the gaming sphere sphere and then all the heavy hitters are taking notes and then we're going to get hit with one of these heavy hitters perfecting the way that it goes in. And Epic and Lego jump 
they didn't jump the gun, but they are way ahead of the game, big company wise, with backing the metaverse. And the the monetization, the Web three monetization, is right there, right? Mm-hmm. Your Lego coin is right around the corner, people. Yep, it's right around the corner, and even further than that, V bucks. Just wait until V bucks becomes a Web three bedrock when Fortnite really takes that next big step into metaversification. Let's call what are, it. What are the chances that Lego instead of doing like um just doing like l bucks or just doing v blocks because of their bricks like, collaboration like v bricks i don't there's so many there's so many question marks right now but all i can say is if you are in the industry and you are in this same user generated creative type space the bar just got anteed up yes the, and I think it's scary because everyone in the world that knows anything about the gaming industry saw this and was like, damn, that's a really, really good, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just something that you didn't think would happen because like, why would Lego partner with Fortnite for anything? But I'm hoping that we get Legos in Fortnite where you could like your dudes just a Lego. Like that, if you don't think that's happening within a month, you're crazy. Also, hot take: uh, Roblox is going to get acquired. It's going to be ten cent. I agree. I, yeah. I, you know what? I'll I'll make that prediction. I'll make <laughs> I that. Gonna... I will make that prediction right now. I don't know if it's going to be ten cent, but I, I... I guarantee you it'll be ten cent. I guarantee you, Roblox. Uh... Speak it. Look, I'm looking directly back at you. What's happening? Tell will me. buy Roblox. It will happen. Roblox will get acquired because someone is looking around the landscape right now and is just like, sheesh. Yep. Excuse me. Roblox and it's also Minecraft. I'm curious. Like, if I'm Minecraft, I'm like, yeah, but. That's a Microsoft product. They're looking. They're definitely like, ah, oh, damn, this is going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Spencer is just, it's just dry scooping pre-workout and punching yeah. holes for the drywall being like, why didn't we buy Lego? Can you imagine you wake up tomorrow and Xbox bought Lego? And Epic Games. And Epic Games. Jesus. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about this. Matt, too much. you ready to move on, bud? I am. I am. Topic number trace, as they say, which is three in Spanish. I know that because I took remedial Spanish in middle school. Remedial? Wait, why did you take remedial before you could even take anything? Because I started out in French. <laughs> um, coming to us again from The Verge, this article by Ash Parrish cool ass name facts 
Activision Blizzard's new full-time jobs come with a bit of union busting. Don't know if I like that uh, headline there, Ash, but let's read the article. Raven Software QA workers organized under the Game Workers Alliance will not be able to benefit from new pay raises. Reading from the article now, hours after announcing it would convert over 1,000 temporary and contract QA employees to full-time and provide a minimum pay of $20 per hour, Activision Blizzard is stating that Raven Software QA workers will not be part of the deal. According to a report from Bloomberg, the QA testers at Raven Software, who recently organized as the Game Workers Alliance, will not be able to take advantage of the new pay minimum, something Activision Blizzard failed to mention up front when it sent the initial news out to media outlets. Excluding the organizing employees from non from company-wide benefits seems to be Activision Blizzard's latest move against the burgeoning labor movement going on at the company. In a okay. statement to The Verge, Oh, let me just read the quote. Activision Blizzard spokesperson Jessica Taylor confirmed Bloomberg's findings, saying all QA at Raven are full-time and already have access to full company benefits and eligibility to participate in company bonus programs. Due to our legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act, we cannot issue new pay initiatives at Raven at this time because they would be new kinds of compensation changes. Matt, what are you going to say? I... I'm going to preface this with in no way, shape or form am I defending the way that Activision Blizzard King was treating their employees prior to the push for a union and this um, adjustment to apologist, Matt, yeah, yeah. You're just in it yeah. for the man. So in no way, shape or form, they sh- this is a long time coming. And honestly, I think the minimum of $20 an hour is not enough. It should easily be 25 to 30 specifically because of the area they are in in the country irvine california is extremely expensive and they should be above 20 dollars an hour however all i have seen all week is oh so the people that were participating in the union didn't get any benefits because activision blizzard king doesn't want the uh union and that's not true i forget who actually sent out the letter But they sent out a letter when this union talk started and they very explicitly outlined, you do not understand the consequences of what will happen if you go this route and push to have a vote in it. What he was discussing without being able to say it because it was 100% insider information for him to share that is that they were getting acquired by Microsoft, and that these changes were going to happen. Because I'm assuming because of the lawsuits, but because of the lawsuits and because of the um, acquisition, they needed to make these changes. And they or that man knew that as soon as they went and had a union vote and did the pre-unionization steps, there is nothing a company can do to make your life better at a company because it's tampering with the legal proceedings of a union. It's the monkey paw, man. You want it? You want, you want to have your buzzword? You want to run around and be able to tell your buddies that you're in a union, that you were in a, you were the first person to make a games union. Because now that $20 an hour, they're not even in the union yet, but because they have a vote, they're not allowed to get persuaded. And it's a fair like it's a fair law because obviously if my employees were in a union in to get them to not be in a union anymore, 
or to not vote for the union, I'd be like, here's a pay increase. These are the things you wanted. Don't do a union. And that's why it's illegal because of that give and take and that cycle of preventing a union. Matt, everybody gets what they want in the end, right? As per your topic that you raised a little bit more, oh, I don't think that's enough. I think that, guess what? I know he gets a lot of hate. Elon Musk, as a business proprietor, said there's plenty of talent and there's plenty of resources. Other place, I don't need to have Tesla in California. Picked his ass up, moved the Tesla factory to somewhere else. Texas. I think it was Texas, yeah. Yeah. There is no... See, this is where you get into the whole living wage thing and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to sit here and denigrate and this and that. I understand the struggles of, of people like that. However, there there shouldn't be a, oh, well, they need this because they live here, right? Number one, it should be on the companies to source the, the to find the ratio of best talent at the most optimal salary price, right? Like, do you understand what I'm saying there? Where it's like, yeah. Okay, I'm not getting shitty talent and I'm underpaying them and I'm not getting good talent and overpaying. Like there's an equilibrium there. Yeah. Right. Whether that's in California or whether that's in somewhere else. I I I will not sit here and say Bobby is right. All I will say is there you go, Activision. QA testers, right? Like regarding the pay per hour, there's also something to be said about it not being the company's problem to fix a rent issue oh correct yes then we're we're unspooling a whole other ball of yarn here in terms of socioeconomic issues where the company is you know yeah california is an unmitigated hellscape when it comes to anything having to do with finances and should just break off and float into the middle of the pacific yeah and the only (laughs) reason that i even brought up the additional compensation like going from 20 to 25 to uh like 30 potentially is because in the grand scheme of things for a company the size of activision blizzard and soon to be microsoft raising their the pay of a thousand employees by five dollars isn't unaskable or unattainable they could do it but I'm assuming they're paying fair market and apologize for not actually doing the research and seeing what it is, but I'm assuming they're paying just about fair market price for a QA tester in the video games industry. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, not to, you know, oh, for QA, like QA is a very important part of the game dev cycle, right? I, I would say that, you know, QA catches a lot of bugs and stuff like that. Like you need somebody proofing your work, right? So this isn't like, you'll see QA people get shit on as like low man on the totem pole. That's not what this is at all. It is a understanding that at any level to work at a games company, to work QA, there are kids, there are people who would walk across glass to work at QA at any of their favorite companies having to do with video. It's not Activision Blizzard, right? And then to be stymied and have your creative potential and your pay potential stymied because you've joined up with a union, which is exactly what we're seeing here because unions are predatory organizations that at the end of the day hurt more than they help. But that's just me, just a guy with an opinion. 
you got what you wanted, people. And I, I feel bad for everybody who maybe was misled in terms of the benefits that engaging in unionization talks at this level of a company, that they were misled on the benefits versus the drawbacks. I also think they got a pretty shit deal because I doubt that they saw any of this coming when they went like who thinks that when they sign up for a union your company's going to get acquired and yeah, exactly exactly spin. Like, and i un- i understand like maybe more large sector unions if you're a cop if you're a fireman if you you, you work for the government which is the biggest union on the planet i'm just buying that but i understand what you mean yeah no 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 i and i mean specifically for in this is- instance i don't think anyone saw this change coming or any light at the end of the tunnel for them working QA at Activision Blizzard King. I would love to talk to somebody about what the um, career progression looks like at QA, right? Like at, at, at in what... general or in no, it just in general. Like, okay, I go to work at Naughty Dog. Yeah. I am a QA person. It is my job to break the game, to check the game, to iron out and call out kinks and bugs within the system. Hey, I fell through the floor in Last of Us 3. Hey, I fell through the floor in Uncharted 5, right? Call these things out. Play the same sections again and again and again until they break them or they don't and they're good to go. Yep. What is the path progression there and what are the ambitions of somebody working there, right? Because I could understand the argument of, okay... I work in QA, but my real passion is for game dev, is for writing code and for building out gameplay systems. And because I know how to fix them, I also know how to create them, right? Like there's that relationship there. Yeah. But when it comes to art assets, when it comes to lighting, when it comes like, that's what I'm curious is. I don't don't know because I, and this is like a real life or not like a real life because obviously a video game company is real life. But a personal example is obviously I work in biotech, but they create the T virus. Yeah, no, but outside of actual science, like I don't work in these actual lab for umbrella. Yeah, exactly. Like I work to support the lab and my career path is completely outside and it's just the regular structure of a company. Like it's it's just because you're in QA at a game company. I sleep with your secretary, stab your boss in the back. Like I understand corporate America. So. Yeah, you don't. I don't believe that for everyone, QA is just a stepping stone in a company. Do I think? Excuse me, that a potential game developer would take a job in QA specifically at Activision Blizzard King to then try to transition into to earn game your stripes to pay yeah. your dues see that's the thing nobody oh union busting I, I have not seen one article written and again i would love to talk to these people i would love to hear the success stories from qa from from these more looked down upon positions within the game industry where it's somebody who says hey i paid my dues and i ate shit for x amount of years and look at where i am now and here's how i did it why don't we see those stories i would like to point out that we do have a qa like team at like at companies i've previously worked for and their goal is to stay within qa 
and progress through QA like any other department. You have a team, you have managers, you have managers that are working on specific projects within the company that specialize in these areas. You have Power so, Rangers. I understand, man. No, no, no. It it doesn't seem like you do understand. Because I don't think, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't seem like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, 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 the gif. Yeah. It doesn't seem, I don't think everyone that's in QA is just using it as a stepping stone. And there is a legitimate career path going down QA. Sure. And I, I believe it. I, I could see a world where you build an entire agency where it's like, yeah. hey, if you're an indie dev, we'll QA your shit for you for the right price. I completely agree. My point was that whether it's QA, whether it's lighting, whether it's any other, any of these jobs in the game industry, mm-hmm. um, I think that there is a financial narrative that is not being fully explained case in point with the you don't know the ramifications of what it is that you're asking for letter right and i my heart goes out to these people because they are missing out on opportunities because they joined a union now is that union busting i would say no it's not they legally were not allowed if they would have paid them that is union yeah you can't have it both ways you can't have it both ways activist journalism you can't say Oh, Activision Blizzard unfairly pays its people, and when then they when they don't pay the people because they don't want to break the law, oh well, they're union busting. Pick a lane, Matt. I'm done talking. I'm thank God for Activision Blizzard just fueling the content train for us over I over the it. years because it makes me sad because in ten days we get the new WoW expansion. Oh, and Christ. I, I want it to be good so bad, and I've seen leaks of it, and it's just not what I would. It 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 actually does. It has the premise to be really cool and go back to its roots of like you are a like warrior in this world, and you're going to slay a dragon. And like at the heart of World of Warcraft, that's what it is. You're a character that's just this nobody that builds his way up. And slays a dragon, and I feel like that's. I really hope that that's where they're going back to it because they mm-hmm. got too far away with it. They got real deep into the panda stuff. But I got just real really, deep into the panda stuff. I really wish that there were some good news besides the Microsoft. Like the best news I got from Activision Blizzard King since we've started a podcast about video games. My favorite video game developer. The best news I got was somebody else was gonna buy it. And fix it. Matt, let me go into the ether for a second. Yeah, eth me up. I am I can see you on the blockchain. I am within the matrix. We'll talk about that in a second. If you if you don't say bring World of Warcraft to console, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. The next world of do wait, first of all, before I speak out of turn. Have they announced what the next expansion is for World of Warcraft? The nineteenth. No, but do you 19th is the announcement of what it is yeah 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 okay so nobody knows what it is yet right uh it's been heavily leaked but yeah it's got pandas bud i'm telling you the fucking pandas it doesn't it could because it's um it it could it could i could see them spinning it towards the pandas i really don't think Matt. i'm telling you right now if i check my twitter feed and I see the Lich King kissing a panda passionately like the poster for Gone with the Wind. No, the Lich King's gone now. Nah, nobody's ever Spoiler. gone to World of War. War no, no, no. World they literally said that he will never. They eliminated the need uh, for the Lich what? King. <sighs> yeah. 
he was misunderstood, I believe, as a leader. Uh, which part? Because a lot of it, a lot of it, he was very clear about what he was doing. <laughs> Matt, I've, I, all I know is that there were pandas and the Lich King was also in World of Warcraft. That's where my World of Warcraft I know. knowledge starts. I know that's stops. where. Yeah, I'm trying. Play, play Warcraft 3. It's all you need to do. What it's I'm going to so do, good. Matt, is move on to our final topic of the episode here. Hit me. Epic launches Unreal Engine 5, the same tool behind the impressive Matrix demo. Reading from the article now, uh, from The Verge again, seems like Matt put this episode together and uh, The Verge paid him to do so. Hey, hold on, hold on. The next is Tech Radar and the next one is Xbox, which is a little biased because you know. know. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Nearly two years after it was announced, Epic Game has released its next-generation game engine as part uh, of a state Unreal event today. The company revealed that Unreal Engine 5 is now available to download. The updated engine features a number of improvements for devs, including enhanced performance and upgraded UI. The most significant changes come from a handful of technology designed for more photorealistic visuals. These include Lumen, a fully dynamic global illumination solution for more true-to-life lighting, and Nanite, which Epic says gives you the ability to create games and experience with massive amount of geometric detail, right? Uh, now, the, the image they have here is horrifying because it looks like a real person, yep. and it's not. It's a, it's, nope. it's a digital it's rendering. Love and if too. you played the Matrix Awakens demo, also horrifying because of how true to life it looked. Uh, Epic is going to make a ton of money on this. They're already, you know, obviously Epic makes quite a lot of its uh, money, obviously through Fortnite, but also through licensing deals with the Unreal Engines, whether it's four or five. Looks beautiful. Is it Skynet? Probably. Probably. Um, and I'm curious to see what comes of this. I mean, uh, you know, uh, CD Projekt Red has already signed on and said that they will be using Unreal Engine 5 for the next Witcher. Neato, cool, great. Uh, fix Cyberpunk, give me a Witcher 3 remaster, you know, any of those things first, but I digress. Big fan. Uh, I think Epic is going to shit money, uh, professionally speaking, because of this. I, I think this is really going to be a big block in in terms of game development moving forward the biggest thing that i took out of this and it's going to seem very xbox bias is how many first party xbox teams worked on unreal engine they're developing unreal engine 5 games and were part of this demo and like the announcement of this in Exile, Rare, Undead Labs, The Initiative, Double Fine, Ninja Theory, The Coalition, Obsidian Entertainment. Have any of them made anything very blockbuster recently? No. No, they haven't. Do you know why? It's because they knew this was coming. And they knew that Unreal Engine 5 was here and it was going to be built different. I think this collaboration, or not really collaboration, Unreal Engine 5 is going to be heavily, heavily, heavily used by Xbox. And I cannot wait to see a... And I might just be trying to future talk this and speak this into existence. I think you are going to see Xbox or Microsoft 
and uh, Epic Games get real, real close. No shot. No. Not- Sony, Sony's stake in Epic, I would immediately stop that. But okay, I'm, go ahead. Prove me wrong. That's it. I'm just saying. If I was to all of a sudden see something about, oh, we got a couple more collaborations here, collaborations there. We're doing this for this. We're doing this for that. Between Xbox and Epic, that's all I'm saying. I, I see it. It's somewhere. You're talking crazy talk, man. No, we're going back into the ether. We're going back into the ether. See, I could do it too. Look, look I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in the ether. It's it's a thing. And I know it. And hold on. I got to fact check something. Bobby, can you fill air for like five seconds? So when it comes to things and types of meats that I'd also liked, would like to be made into pastrami, swordfish wasn't top on the list, right? But um, buffalo, perhaps, venison pastrami. The pastrami sandwich is a lot more versatile than I think people give it credit for, right? At its core, you go to a New York deli, you get a pastrami sandwich from Katz uh, Deli or Carnegie Deli, which I'm almost positive is closed, but Katz is still there. Phenomenal joint uh, with a nice sour pickle. I'm not a mustard guy, but it it's where it's at. Um I, are you I done, it. Matt? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm vamping so about Fortnite, salted the, meats. The Fortnite and Microsoft collaboration for the Ukraine um, relief support. This just in. Microsoft has purchased Ukraine. <laughs> Bobby, I don't know why you say such outlandish things on the channel because you know just because we say it here, it has a chance of coming true now. What if Microsoft gets its own country now? Send Do you want that? <laughs> Imagine they just all of the Microsoft. They paint boys. all of the soil green. <laughs> but before, before we get too far out on a tangent and have Sony and Nintendo also buying countries, let's take it in for a landing. Let's I bring agree. it down. We're too high up. Let's. Just like Bobby coming back from South Carolina. Nice smooth landing. No delays. No, no cancellations. No horrific flight cancellations marred by family tragedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so let's bring that in for a landing, Matt. Exactly. <laughs> if you like what you heard here, please remember, like, subscribe, follow us on any social media. The link tree, as always, is on the video. Share this with a friend that think that thinks and wants a more information about the gaming industry and more importantly than the fact that bobby definitely loves you is that we want you to play games and we want you to be happy while you play them so always remember happy gaming